Brothers Podcast. Here are your hosts, David and Michael. Hi there. Hello everybody in podcast land. Greetings, salutations, and all that jazz from not as sunny, well, Anderson, Indiana. The city not as beautiful. This is the Pack Brothers Podcast. I'm David Pack, and joining me as always is my identical twin brother, Michael. Yep. Hello, everybody out there. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah, we're kind of back, I guess. Yeah, we're back. We're going to try to be back, trying as hard as we can to get on a somewhat regular schedule for all two of our listeners. Yeah, both of you enjoy this. (laughs) Not counting us. Oh, I thought that was, okay, then I don't know who else is listening. No, I have an idea of at least a couple. But it's okay. All right. Well, that's fine. But we're going to try to keep on a regular schedule this time, at least a weekly. Yeah, I think we're going to try shorter episodes, but on a more regular basis. Yeah, and it's a good goal. It's always good to have goals. Yeah, and if you fail, you fail. <laughs> so this episode is brought to you by the Toasted Cheddar Chalupa from Taco Bell. Yes. And if you haven't tried that, give it a go. If you like chalupas... You'll like this. It's just like a chalupa, only they take some of their shredded cheese or something like that and just stack it on the side of it and toast it, and it's full of toasty cheddar goodness. Yeah, it's very good. It's not overwhelming, but it's enough to give it a different flavor. Not as good as some of their marquee menu items like the rolled chicken tacos that need to come back and stay forever, but this is a nice tighter over. Exactly. So hopefully when we uh, have... That, if you have the opportunity to get that, I would get that if I were you. We're going to be doing something a little bit differently this time. We're going to be going on a series of some, I guess, public service announcements from the past. Right. Just something that, you know, we'll probably try to do different series as the podcast continues. And I think our focus initially is going to be on some type of retro uh old, uh, I don't know how else to say it, just public service announcements, different ad campaign characters. We did an advertising episode. Uh, I think that was our last one before we fell off the map no, for a I while. No, I think it was the chips. Oh, the chips, yeah. Well, in either way, it was something. I'm sure it was food-related, as it usually is. So uh, that's what we're going to try to do, maybe have uh, a little tighter theming to it, at least for a little while, and then we'll see how it goes. All right, well, the first one we're going to begin with is Time for Timer. Yes, I remember Time for Timer. Time for Timer. That was how he would introduce himself. Now, I'm not sure everybody who is going to be listening to this uh, remembers that. That was that's a way back in the day. I'm not sure when he was around. Uh, well, we'll get into that. Okay, good. So Time for Timer, it was a short series of public service announcements broadcast on Saturday mornings. Yes. So you would get up, you would get your bowl of cereal with no milk, Mm-hmm. Then you would get your glass of milk next to it, and you would plop down in front of the television at somewhere between 6 and 7 a.m. because you don't sleep in on the weekends. No. You get up, and you watch cartoons until, oh, 1 o'clock or so. Right, because that was, look, crucial time. There weren't cartoons throughout the week, maybe in syndication after school, uh, but no, it Saturday morning was sacred. That was when you got your cartoon time. That was where the action was. Yeah, that was the time for kids. That was when we watched our cartoons. But anyway, Timer, 
Uh, he was featured in these animated spots, and he was this tiny cartoon character, and he represented the sense of time in the human body. See, I never understood why he was called Timer. Well, that's because you were born before his first appearance. I didn't know that. Uh, he was in charge of when a person felt like it was time to eat, time to sleep, etc. And he carried around this large pocket watch with him. And it set off an alarm any time something was about to happen. Okay, so the timer inside me is broken because I'm always hungry, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Or he's fat. <laughs> His alarm is always going off. Yeah. But um, it's kind of hard to picture. He's wearing a bow tie and a top hat. He looks like this little yellow blob with long arms, long <laughs> legs, and a face with kind of a long nose. Yeah, just a very eccentric looking. Definitely, uh, I don't know, a product of a different time. Yeah, exactly. And he had limited magic powers. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He had instant transportation, which he used to exit his host body from time to time, which sounds like he's a, a, a demon a par a <laughs> or a parasite. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But his first appearance was February 7th, 1973. Okay. In an ABC after school special. <laughs> what? Yep. Uh, the title of it was The Incredible, Indelible, Magical, Physical Mystery Trip. Wow. That sounds <laughs> LSD-soaked. <laughs> yes, it does. Here, this, in this episode, he was voiced by Lynn Maxwell, and this was the only time that Lynn Maxwell voiced him. Uh, he was sort of a lesser-known voice guy. And it was an animated story. Think about this. This story was about two youngsters who are miniaturized and travel through their uncle's body to understand more about his health. Okay, that's weird. Is this like a inner space or something? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think about, I don't know if I want to crawl inside my uncle's body and figure out how his body works. No, that's really random. It sounds like the stuff of nightmares to me. Well, it sounds like something from the 70s. But anyway, the, the, the uh, show begins with the cartoon of Time for Timer. In the cartoon, he's just called Timer. Oh, okay. Time for Timer is something he would say in the uh, public service announcement when he was... Yeah, I remember that. Time awesome. for Timer. Right, exactly. So anyway, he's, he jumps into our world, and he's taking a break from the exhausting duties inside Uncle Carl, oh, who yeah, is actually played by Hal Smith, who was uh, Otis the Drunk <laughs> on, in uh, the Andy Griffith show. Wow. Okay, I'm glad so, he found work. So that's where Time... Timer came from. He came from Uncle Otis, his body anyway. So or Uncle Carl. Uncle Carl. The yeah. Otis the drunk. Yeah. Uncle Otis the drunk. Whatever. I call him Uncle. Anyway, <laughs> for the sake of education, or maybe just because he can, he takes the nieces of Uncle Carl and he shrinks them down. You know, kidnaps them. However you want to say it. <laughs> uh, niece Missy and nephew Joey. And he takes them on a uh, incredible, indebtable, et cetera, et cetera, journey inside the body of Uncle Carl. Hmm. And he oh, wow. And so he gives them a look at all the damages he's doing to his body through some of his unhealthy habits. Alcohol, I'm guessing. <laughs> who, who knows? Okay. I don't know if they really get into that since the kids after school special, but um, maybe it's smoking. Maybe it's, you know, he doesn't eat right. He it doesn't eat his vegetables. I am not sure. Hmm. And along the way, he does musical numbers. He does impersonations of, like, 
Jimmy Cagney and Jackie Gleason. And, <laughs> Which I'm know. sure is lost on the niece and nephew. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> sure. Um, but it doesn't really have a good resolution. It doesn't have... I'd like to say there's a happy ending once the kids return and Uncle Carl mints his ways, but we're just kind of left to ponder uh, how they dealt with seeing the unpleasantness that was going on, unpleasantness that was going on inside of him. So it's kind of like a, you choose your own ending. Yeah. It's, however, or that just never expanded on it. But it was popular. It was popular enough that it got a sequel of sorts. In May fifteenth of nineteen seventy four, it got another after school special, and it was called the Magical Mystery Trip Through Little Red's Head. Okay. And here's timer again. But this one was all cartoon. The other one actually had live action uh, pieces of it where Timer would be outside our world and then they would shrink down and they would go inside and it would be right. cartoon. This was all cartoon. Oh, that makes more sense. The, the other one was like a Roger Rabbit type thing? I, I mean, kind of, yeah. Okay. was live action and cartoon mix. Weird. And now he's voiced by Lenny Weinrib, who uh, it's kind of weird that they're both named Lynn. That uh, is confusing. Yeah, but... He shrinks young siblings down, Carol and Larry, and he takes them on a journey through their big sister's head. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I had a big sister. I don't know if I would have been wanted to crawl through her head when she was a teenager and figure out what was going on. I don't want to crawl into anybody's head that way. That's strange. <laughs> but, you know, just going through feelings, emotions, senses. So this was Inside Out before Inside Out. Yeah, kind of was. And throughout the story, she gets... Uh, involved into kind of a twist of the classic fairy tale, Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, Little Red's head, I guess. Then. Exactly, yeah. So he, it ends just how you imagine the Little I Red can't Riding imagine. Hood. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's just kind of like how Little Red Riding Hood ends, but with, oh. with more karate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you know, if you can find those. I don't know if they're on YouTube or not, but... They might be worth seeing. If they are, we'll put links up on the website. But you might be scarred if you see it. So who even knows? But he was a bit of a wisecracker. He was a song and dance man. But I guess he had a more serious side because he wanted to help kids out. He had a heart for kids. Well, yeah, we had a heart to shrink them and to put them into people's bodies. Uh, but then in the mid-'70s, around 76, um, he started appearing on ABC and their Saturday morning cartoons interspersed throughout regular commercials of like whatever the cartoons were popular at the time. Toys or and things the toys, like that. Cereals. This is what I remember him from. I remember him from being in the commercials for his cartoons. Right, he would pop up and he would give kids tips on personal hygiene or on nutrition through these clever songs and animations. Yeah, and some of them are pretty catchy. I remember them when I think about some of the ones that he did. I still remember not all the words, but I remember the 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 the, uh, the gist, I guess. Okay, well, there's a couple, I guess some of the more famous ones. One was, I hanker for a hunk of cheese. Yes, I remember this one. I hanker for a hunk of cheese. And here he's, he's a cowboy, and he's trying to teach people about having a healthy snack. And he doesn't want to ruin his dinner, but he's hungry. Because his timer went off, so... I know the feeling. Yeah, so he wants to give him a healthy snack. And so we'll go ahead and play it. This is Hanker for a Hunk of Cheese. Let me open this up. See if we can hear this. And we'll put a link on the website as well. Bang, bang, bang! Oh, howdy, partner. Time. 
for Dahmer. Do you ever get that hungry feeling after school? Boy, I do. I'm so hungry, I could eat a wagon wheel. When I'm slow on the draw and I need something to chaw, I hanker for a hunk of cheese. When my ten gallon hats are feeling five gallons flat, I got something planned, which is little cheese sandwiches. Come on. Here's a great little snack to tide you over till dinner. If you want something delicious and nutritious, cheese is a super snack. Look, a wagon wheel. When my get up and go has got up and went, I hanker for a hunk of cheese. When I'm dancing, I hold down and my boots kind of slow down. Or any time I'm weak in the knees. I hanker for a hunk of, a slab or slice a chunk of. A snacker is a winner and yet won't spoil my dinner. I hanker for a hunk of cheese. Yahoo! Yahoo, indeed. Tell you what, if that doesn't make you hungry for cheese crackers and nothing on earth will yeah that's the thing little cheese sandwiches look like maybe ritz or it's like a darker shade of ritz i'm not sure what's going on there and uh also uh, just little rounds of cheese so i don't know where he's getting the components but they look tasty and i guess in the grand scheme of things they are a healthy snack that will not spoil your dinner well unless you have like 10 of them <laughs> right. And he calls them wagon wheels, and he's, you know, next to a wagon, and he's dressed as a cowboy. You have to see it, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's foreshadowing there. You have to appreciate it uh, to see it, or vice versa. Another snack that he uh, offered, which we, I think we actually made one time. This we did make, yes. I think if I know what you're talking about. It's sunshine on a stick. Yes. Which sounds really good. That's right. It's a good, good Florida snack. Uh, sunshine on a stick, which I'll go ahead and I will play that one. Here we go. Hi, time for timer. And time to make a week's supply of healthy after-school snacks. Now some weekend when it's raining and your mother is complaining because you're hanging around just twiddling your thumbs. Tell your mom that you've been itching to make something in the kitchen and oh yes, the mess will be a minimum. But the thing that's going to please her is you make it in the freezer and nothing could be easier to fix. Now just watch as I go through it. Really, all you need to do it is some kind of juice and just a few toothpicks. Okay, now take an empty ice tray and fill it up with orange juice or lemonade or pomegranate juice or whatever turns you on. Then cover the tray with plastic wrap, carefully poke the toothpicks through the plastic, put it in the freezer, and in a few hours, presto, stacks of snacks. Don't wait until it rains before you try this nifty trick. You'll have a fun time making sunshine on a stick. There you go. There's your dessert. So now you've had your wagon wheels and you've got your dessert of uh, crackers. Uh, the quality no, 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 on not dessert of the sunshine on a stick, not crackers. Yeah, yeah the dessert of the sunshine. Um, the quality on that clip is not the best. Uh, probably because it's from about 40 years ago. But <laughs> the thing I remember about making the sunshine on a stick is it was tough to eat because imagine balancing an ice cube on a toothpick. It, 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 was, it was messier than it sounds. The mess was not a minimum when you tried to eat them unless you shoved the whole thing in your mouth. Right, which, you know, have fun having a whole ice cube <laughs> in your mouth. Right, right. And they freeze kind of weird. I don't know. I encourage you to make them just to, uh, for the experience. It's, it's easier to experience than it is to describe in this case. Yeah, and there were a few others uh, that we can get into. There was one where he talks about 
the best things to have for breakfast. Uh, there's one basically telling them that you need to make sure you try at least something from everything on your plate. Oh, yeah, that's probably a good one. Yeah, there's the only one you've got where uh, he makes a departure from the kitchen to go to the bathroom. Oh, dear. <laughs> and he shows you how to brush your teeth. Oh, okay, good. That's much better than what I thought the timer was activating for. <laughs> no, it's time to brush your teeth on that one. Okay, good. Uh, there's also a quick snack where he talks about... Um, I want to say I remember quick snack. That sounds familiar. He just wants the kids to uh, have a nutritious in-between meal snack, and he turns the kid in, into a banana in that one. <laughs> He's got some skills like Harry Potter over there. Yeah, there's quickie breakfast where he's basically saying some kind of breakfast is better than none at all. Yeah, I've heard that, but, but from people besides Timer, so I think he's right on that one. Yeah, so that's a good, nice little collection of um, just different things about food and drink. No wonder we like him so much. <laughs> that's right. He was the original uh, food critic for us. <laughs> Not only that, tell us what to do, when to eat. Yeah, um, it ran with some other things, like we'll get into the other... Ones perhaps later. The Bod Squad, I imagine, will cover at some point. I remember the Bod Squad, too. But that'll be a future episode, so look forward to that. And during the final five seconds of a lot of these segments, the end credit appeared at the bottom, which said, an ABC presentation consultant, Dr. Rosalind B. Alphonslater, UCLA School of Public Health. Oh, so this was kind of her brainchild, maybe? Yeah, she was kind of the... Dear Abby of Nutrition back in the 70s and 80s. Hmm. She actually had a column in the paper about science, food, and health. And people would write questions. And she was known for having very reader-friendly information on the relationship between diet and health. She was one of like the first main researchers on how does diet affect health of people, hmm. for example. Interesting. I wonder what she would think about shrinking children and putting them into people's bodies. <laughs> I don't think... She would be as impressed. It probably wasn't her you know, original goal of that, but <laughs> whatever works, they say. But the, uh, the voice guy who did this, Lenny Weinrib, you've probably heard him before, at least some of you have heard him before. He is best known for a lot of roles in TV. He did a lot of voices on HR Puff and stuff. Okay. I, never was a, I think that might have been a little before my time, or I just didn't care. He was the voice of Grimace. Oh, I didn't know. And what? McDonald's. Yeah. He just sounds like nothing like Grimace. I know. He was also the original voice of Scrappy-Doo. Oh, wow. And he was the voice of Big Mouth on the Smurfs. Oh, now Big Mouth, I know. That's kind of strange. He kind of works at cross-purposes of timer because Big Mouth is always hungry. <laughs> just <laughs> like me. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of a weird coincidence there. That is weird. The, the cartoons themselves. <laughs> Big Mouth didn't have a lot of range. No, he no. He was just he hungry. That hungry. Was it. He would eat rocks or make rock soup or weird stuff I, like Weird that. stuff like I that, I could yeah. go on and on about the Smurfs, but that could be another episode, too. But anyway, these the cartoon spots were produced by um, DePatty Freeling Enterprises, which is a cartoon uh, house. Well, actually, they did a couple things. They did the opening titles for the Pink Panther uh, like the cartoon or the movie? Well, the movie, but then they also did some cartoons based oh, on it. Okay. Uh, Freeling sounds familiar. Yeah, for uh, Freeling. And the Dr. Seuss TV specials, they would do some of those. Oh. And they actually, this was the weirdest part. The, uh, that 
group did the lightsaber effects in the original Star Wars. <laughs> what? Yeah. That is really random. So, <laughs> New Hope, they did the lightsaber effects. Okay, the people behind the timer and all that did the lightsabers. Yeah, so that's a little bit about uh, time for timer. Now you know more than you wanted to know, anyway, <laughs> about him. <laughs> all right, let's switch over topics to something we're a little more familiar with, uh, food. Yes. Yeah. We, we always work that in somehow. A couple things. I don't know if you're a fan of the Lay's Flamin' Hot Dill Pickle Potato Chips. I like fried pickles, and I like dill pickle chips okay. It's been a limited edition flavor for a long time, but apparently they're bringing it back permanently. The Flamin' Hot? Flamin' Hot Dill Pickle. I would try that. I'm not. Have we tried that? I can't remember. I don't know. Uh, also available now are the zombie Skittles. Well, I don't know what that is. Well, a zombie Skittle, it's for Halloween, of course. It is the season. And it's going to feature a random rotten zombie-flavored Skittles hidden with the rest of the fruity flavors that Skittles offers. So you could have a regular one, and then you could have just sort of a rotten flavor mixed in. Yeah. Yes, they were... Rotten flavors mixed in with the regular fruity flavors. That does not sound good. It's kind of like those uh, jelly bean challenge, those bean boozled. Yeah, and the description from the uh, company is not appetizing. They say the rotten zombie flavor is, quote, an utterly disgusting taste experience that will elicit strong reactions from anyone and everyone daring enough to try it. Oh, goodness. That, I don't know if I'm brave enough to do that. I like Skittles. But I don't know if I'd like a weird, nasty Skittle. Now, I, I, in fact, I know I wouldn't. So besides the rotten zombie flavor, there are five other flavors. There's petrifying citrus punch, mummified melon, boogeyman blackberry, <laughs> chilling black cherry, and blood red berry. And the problem is that rotten zombie flavor can be hidden beneath the candy shell of any color. Oh, so you can't just pick it out. Exactly. Like, oh, it's obviously this one. Nope. Oh, that's, I wonder how they do that. What if just some quality control nightmare happened and you got a bag full of nothing but garbage? <laughs> I don't know, but it'd be worth trying. It would be a fun experience at least, right? Sure. I'm sure that's what they're going for. Uh, if you like the Dairy Queen Butterscotch Cones. They're going to be available nationwide. Love Butterscotch. They're going to be nationwide this season. I like the Butterscotch candies. That's kind of weird, I know, but Butterscotch is a good flavor. I like the Butterscotch. Uh, McDonald's is going to have some barbecue chicken offerings soon. Their glazed tenders is going to be a spicy barbecue version. Okay. And there's going to be a spicy barbecue chicken sandwich. Oh, I wonder if they're going to like drench it like they do the McRib, how they're going to handle that. Yeah, you know what? That's a great question. I just don't know the answer. Will it be the same sauce, I wonder? Because the McRib is not spicy. So I wonder what they're doing. Is it going to be the same thing, just spicier? I don't know. We'll see. That's a good question. Also, Wendy's is going to launch breakfast nationwide next year. That's interesting. Now, I know back years ago when I lived in Virginia, Wendy's had breakfast. But it's the only one that I knew of that had breakfast except for that area. Yeah, it's very limited. They offer breakfast only at about 300 locations in the U.S. right now. And you can go to their website and go to their online locator and find those locations if you want to. Just go to their breakfast tab. I can't remember what they served, though, so it must not have been that tremendous. No. Uh, 
and they've put together a sort of a list of what they're going to have and includes a honey butter chicken biscuit, a sausage and egg burrito, sausage gravy biscuit. It's going to be a maple bacon chicken croissant, which just sounds delightful as well. They've got uh, different croissants, uh, uh, sausage, egg, and Swiss, bacon, egg, and Swiss. So a lot of sandwiches. Yeah, uh, breakfast baconator. <laughs> so there's your bacon. They're also going to have seasoned uh, homestyle breakfast potatoes and apple bites and a frosty chino, which is kind of like a frosty-flavored cappuccino drink. Uh, well, that's smart. It sounds like they're trying to incorporate some of their menu. That Baconator for breakfast sounds gross. I mean, I like a lot of bacon, but I don't know. I don't know if I trust Wendy's. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I'm skeptical. Some of that stuff sounds really good, and I'm sure I'm going to be trying a lot of it, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Eh, that's kind of what I thought, too. Apple bites sounds strange. Subway also has sliders now, apparently. I guess if six inches of sandwich is just too much, you can get uh, <laughs> no. their sliders. I've never especially had a six-inch Subway sandwich and thought, oh, this is too much food. They've got uh, four different flavors. They've got ham and jack. Pepper jack, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Italian spice, which is pepperoni, salami, and American cheese. Mm -hmm. They've got a little cheesesteak slider, which is their shaved steak, American cheese, green peppers, red onions, and chipotle southwest sauce. Okay. And then the little turkey slider, which is turkey and pepper jack cheese and spinach for some reason and mayo. That's strange. Are these mainly just for catering, I wonder? I don't know why somebody would run in there and order a bunch of sliders. Uh, maybe they just want a little snack or they want a variety. They don't want like a whole sandwich of something that gives you a chance to kind of spread it out a little bit. Bet you it's more expensive though. Uh, buck eighty nine each. Yeah, that's a mess. And uh, they range in calories. The ham and jack's only one fifty. The Italian spices. Uh, I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the calorie count's not as uh, not as useful, is it? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I try I'm not sure to it is if you actually read it. Yeah, I just try not to look at that. Yeah. Um, there's also, I think, released pretty soon, if not today. The mystery Oreo is back. Right, and I don't know what the flavor is. and I don't know, I guess anybody does. There's all kinds of questions about what it could be, but I haven't seen it yet. I'm still looking. Usually you can find them at Walmart or Kroger or your local regional grocery store if you don't have Kroger near you. Um, another new, I guess, mystery, if we're on the mystery flavor uh, topic, Mountain Dew... Voodoo, V-O-O-D-E-W. Right, they, they play a play on words. Yeah, have they have, they're the drink out now. Most gas stations have it. Um, it's, a, it's a mystery Mountain Dew flavor. I've read some things online what it is. I've tried it. I have my opinion of what it is. So if you taste it, write us and let, you know, let us know what you think. I have my own thoughts about it. Yeah, you can reach us at packbrospodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to... Facebook, uh, I think we're on Twitter. Yeah, yeah we're on Twitter. We just yeah. never post there. Facebook.com slash Podcast and Twitter at Podcast. Yep, or Podcast at gmail.com. Packbrospodcast.com, too. We're going to try to put all the information that we think people will care about from this episode. Yeah, all the stuff from Time for Timer, a couple of the clips, um, any other thing we think we can put up. We've thought about 
I'm doing a regular series of blog posts as well about different topics in between just so there's not this one-week gap between each episode for all those two fans who are clamoring for more. <laughs> right, yeah, you need more. <laughs> so we can work on doing that too. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Mm, can't think of anything. No, I think I hit all the food news I wanted to do. There's, I mean, there's stuff about coffee, but I don't really care about uh, this is kind of weird. Uh, you know, there's a Brock's candy corn. Yes. Okay, that's like the it's delicious. There's they're coming out with a Brock's trolley. You know, when I think of like the gummy stuff. Exactly, trolley sour bright candy corn, which is kind of like Brock's candy corn with those sour crystals in them. Or they're either they could be the sour bite gummy shaped like candy corn. It's kind of a I haven't tried them. I'm just looking at the picture. I can't oh, okay, tell I, I can't. I haven't heard of it yet, but I, I do like gummies. But to me, when I want candy corn, I want candy corn. They'll come out with the different flavored candy corns, and I don't want it. I want the candy corn flavor. <laughs> exactly. And keep your, you know, caramel apple and all that stuff. I want candy corn. I agree. On that note, I think that's a, that's a good <laughs> that's a good piece of advice to uh, to close it out with. And yeah, crypto is scratching at the door anyway, so it's time to go. Uh, yeah, time so time for timer. Time, time for timer. Time to leave. So I'm going to leave you with um, another of timers helpful bits of advice, telling you that you are what you eat. So if you have it, if you enjoy the podcast, you want to help us out, subscribe on iTunes, leave a five star review. Uh, you can deface public property by writing the name of the podcast. No, somewhere. I don't do that. Okay, maybe or, not do or that. Try not to get caught. Exactly. Tell your friends if you have some about it. All those things would be good. So let's hear from Timer one more time as he tells us that we are what we eat. Thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you next time. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. Here's Timer. Where at, Timer? He's late. He's, he's late. What are you waiting for, friend? <laughs> timer. Come here, Timer. Has the alarm not gone off yet? Hi there. Time for Timer, your roving reporter. I'm talking to you from inside a fantastic factory, your digestive system. You know what we build here? You. Not out of wood or metal, but out of food. You see... You are what you eat from your head down to your feet. Things like meat and eggs and fish you need to build up muscle tissue. Uh-oh. Hello. Appetite control. More protein. We need energy. Playing tennis today, you know. Whoops. All these motors in your body need a lot of fuel to go on, like carbohydrates, fats and proteins, vitamins, and so on. What's left over forms the building blocks you need, indeed, to grow on. Yes, you are what you swallow, so that next time you feel hollow, don't just fill your face with any old kind of treat. This goes for every kid or six-foot athlete. All you really are is what you eat.